Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to Synchronicity Web TV. I am your host, Nadia Shaw, and this is your moment of synchronicity. Well, I'm so excited to celebrate with you today, my friend, Cassia Kristoff. Now, Cassia is someone that you've seen on Synchronicity Web TV before. Uh, she taught a class just over a year ago or so, uh, and she is such a charismatic speaker. Uh, and I'm so excited that she is now back as part of the September 2023 speaker series. Choose your tuition rate is on now for a very limited time. And Cassia is someone that you can find online under Cosmic Cassia. She's got her own YouTube channel and so much going for her. Cassia, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure as always, Nadia. Well, I always love talking to you. You just radiate this wonderful energy and you have so much to share as well. And so I know that you're coming back to Synchronicity University and you'll be talking about critical degrees. So let me ask you, what are critical degrees? And so critical degrees are certain degrees in a person's chart or a chart that hold more significance than others. And so the class is going to be really fun because we're really going to be delving into the importance of degrees, not just critical degrees, but all degrees and how they can, they tell a story of their own. And I think that that's one of the most exciting things about astrology is there are so many different ways that we can view an individual through their natal chart, so much that we can learn about ourselves, about each other, about the world through examining the chart. And we can always go deeper. There's always another level where we, that we can begin to examine to learn more. And so degrees are one of those one of those levels that sometimes is a little bit overlooked. Not everyone pays attention to the degrees, but they can give us, they, they hold more nuance. They can, they can give us details that we might have missed otherwise. And it's really important and impactful when you're looking at, for instance, evolutionary astrology, because they, they speak of the evolution. As we're moving through each sign, we have 30 degrees, beginning with the zero and ending with 29. And it, each sign, as we're moving through these degrees, is a, we're, we're having a journey. Right? We're having an experience that takes us from that beginning, that birthing point, that Aries point, which is at zero degrees, through the fruition and the full, the full richness of the experience of that sign and the energy of that sign and what it has to teach us. And that's where we hit that 29 degree point. And so, uh, and all throughout there, we have other degrees that are critical. Some hold more significance for certain signs, such as the fixed signs, the mutable signs. And some some of them even I mean I don't want to I don't want to like give away too too much but I will say that there's there's just so much that we can delve into with the degrees and the different meanings that they hold and it can be very subjective as well like there are there are many different astrologers who have their own theories and understandings of different degrees and what those represent. But from that, we're going to start from that very beginning point of like looking at that journey, that zero to 29 degree journey and how we're growing, how we are maturing through that journey. It's just when we look at the, the, the zodiac as a whole, right? All 12 signs are having a journey. We start out with the, with the Aries, right? In that first house. 
And then we move all the way through the 12th house with Pisces. And there's an evolution of energy as we are, as we are growing through that journey. And so it's like journeys within journeys within journeys. And the, the degrees show us like that, that smaller journey, which is part of that much larger journey. And we can really understand ourselves and where we're at in our own soul's evolution by the different degrees that our planets are at, by the different degrees, like where our rising sign starts, right? Which, which in a lot of uh, systems would be where, where our astrological chart begins, right? It's, there's always a degree and these, these numbers, numbers are of such extreme importance, even when we're looking at the university as a whole, right? Talking about synchronicity university and that energy of synchronicities, uh, numbers play a big, big role in that and hold a lot of significance. And so it's like, seeing and understanding even the energy of the numbers and what that can represent. And really, I mean, you can have so much fun with this, delving into this in your own chart. And we're going to talk about that and different ways that people can play around with their own charts to learn more about themselves and their different journey based on the numbers in their charts. And then even as we move forward, you know, into our progress chart, when, when we have planets transiting and they're at certain degrees, uh, this is going to impact us in different ways. And so there's just, um, there's, there's so much with it to, to understand and to, to, uh, it's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to expand upon our knowledge of self. And so it helps us to create more nuance within the signs, like going through the 12 signs, as you said, is about going on a journey. But when you understand certain critical degrees, it brings that much more nuance and richness to understanding uh, the the moments and key moments of that larger journey that you're on. Absolutely. Like, for instance, probably the, mo the most infamous critical degree would be the 29 degree point. And the reason for this is that that is the culmination of a cycle. Some people consider 29, they call it the anoretic degree. And they also, many people consider it to be kind of a negative connotation. But the way that I feel into it, it's not so much negative as there is pressure there, right? Because it's like that make it or break it energy. Uh, for some people, it's it could even be an instance of like, okay, we've incarnated multiple times. We're trying to learn these final lessons so that we can graduate, if you will, um, from this from this energy and um, these particular lessons of this energy. And so uh, there is like an, an urgency to that, to that energy, but it's really a beautiful energy as well, because it speaks to mastery and it speaks to these final, it's almost like if you were painting this brilliant picture and you've been working on it, you've been painting it for years and years and lifetimes and lifetimes, and you're putting those finishing strokes Right. And of course, they have to be just right. You can't put those final strokes just anywhere. They have to highlight and accentuate in all the right places. They have to really bring that that picture to life, right? Really bring it together. And so that's what we're doing with that 29 degree point is really bringing the whole thing together. And um, so, yeah, that is one that a lot of people put a lot of focus on. If you have a planet looking at your own natal chart at 29 degrees, you know that's going to be a major point of focus in this lifetime is really working with and perfecting that energy. And you're going to want to understand any planets that are aspecting that planet. You want to really look at the house that that's in because that's going to show you the area of life where this is showing up. It's like all the things that we know to do, right? But we want to really focus on that and understand that because that's a key piece of our soul's evolution. And when we look at this in terms of... Um, 
So now I guess the, the example that I'm being I'm being brought to is actually, no, we've got two beautiful, perfect examples here. When we're looking at world astrology right now, or at least the astrology of the United States, right? If we look at uh, a lot of people have been talking about the excitement of the US and its Pluto return that we just had recently. All right. And we have Pluto currently in its last dip back into Capricorn at 29 degrees of Capricorn during its retrograde uh, as we're recording this video. And that, as we've been seeing on a world stage, as Pluto has entered those last final degrees, we've we've seen ever, just the um, the changes, right, especially in this country since we'll say roughly around 2020, right? In these, we've really seen it come into fruition as Pluto is finishing its evolution through the sign of Capricorn, structure, authority, boundaries, right? Um, institutions, all these things that Capricorn energy represents. So we can see those energies, those structures crumbling away. We can see like that cleansing and that purification and this kind of like reset that we're experiencing at those people who do live in the United States, for example, like you can see that energy of that reset. And, and Capricorn or uh, Pluto moving through those energies. And then we've seen Pluto as well before the retrograde who had hit that zero degrees of Aquarius point, which is another critical degree. All right. And we've seen the energy of that. That's that. That's I like to call it the birthing point. Some a lot of astrologers call it the Aries point. Um, the world point, I believe some astrologers like to call it. I like the birthing point because it's it's it has that it's that fresh new energy, right? And we see as we begin this brand new evolution through this energy. And Pluto being at zero degrees of Aquarius is, of course, really a profound energy as we are moving into the age of Aquarius as well. We can really see that that planet being a collective planet and how it is ushering us into that new age. As we're we're closing out all these energies, we're moving into this beautiful, fresh, new energy, which of course Pluto is going to do uh, what Pluto does and transform, and it's 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 going to be an intense intense journey, uh, but a beautiful journey. So we can see uh, how this this energy can be felt on a collective scale when when the planets are hitting these critical degrees, and then we can also see that energy in our own natal charts where we have these planets. And then, of course, as we look at our progress charts and as we look at, for instance, uh, using Pluto as the example right now, where is 29 degrees of Capricorn and zero degrees of Aries in your own or uh, Aquarius, rather, in your own chart? And what can that show you about how you, we are personally going through a transformation, right? Because we have the macrocosm and we being the microcosm, right? And it's all interconnected. What's happening within is evidenced without, right? And so we have that energy of the whole world as a mirror, and we see what's how uh, we're experiencing this energy in our own personal lives, and then how the world collectively experiences it too. So it's really, it's really powerful and really profound as we move through these energies. And I love, I Pluto can be is such a great uh, example for so so much of this and what we're talking about here, right? Because it is uh, many people consider Pluto as well to be a generational planet. Right. So uh, the generations being marked by their Pluto placement. Right. And as Pluto enters a new sign, a new generation being born. And so we can see it's with that zero degree point, the zero degree and the 29 degree points are what define that generation when you're born within that within that uh, transit of that that planet through that sign. So it's 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 really exciting stuff. If you can't tell, I, I really get into the degrees because there's just 
Uh, it's it's just like a beautiful a beautiful dance. And these are like the if we're thinking of it as a dance, these would be like the crucial steps in that dance when we hit these critical degrees. You know, it would be like if we're writing a story, the beginning, the midpoint, and the ending. Right. Those are those are the key portions of that story. And it's really the same with the degrees. And when we look through the deacons, which are the three sections that each degree is broken up into the beginning, the middle and the end, we see that story playing out and we see and understand where we are in that story by the degrees that that are that our planets are at. And um, an interesting thing that you may notice in your chart is a lot of people tend to have planets at similar degrees, like you'll have a whole grouping of planets, they may not be in the same sign, but they're at similar degree points. And so you, you'll see, you can kind of get a feel for like, where your soul is in us in certain aspects of its journey. It's fascinating, because as you're talking, I'm realizing that um, I have uh, an opposition of Mercury and Saturn with um, with Saturn at the end of Cancer and Mercury at the end of Capricorn. And I've focused mm. so much on the fact that Pluto is on my Mercury, right? Pluto's on my Mercury. And as you were talking and you were saying that it isn't just about that exact degree, but what else is near the end of any sign that Pluto is going to be speaking to it as well right now. So any planet that you have at anoretic at 28, 29 degrees is being aspected by that Pluto as well as being awakened with that sense of culmination. And so as you were talking, I was thinking about, wow, how is this like Saturn, the opposition? And right now, as we're recording this, it is the sun on my Saturn. It is Pluto opposite my Saturn. Like, how is that awakening for me? It's very powerful to take into consideration. And you add to this right now as we're recording this, um, Pluto squaring the transiting nodes as well. Yes. So the nodes yes. right now are at 29 of, uh, of their respective sign, North Node in Aries, South Node in Libra. Um, can you give us some ideas, some insights just into that? Like, uh, since we're talking about Pluto, we're talking about critical degrees, we're talking about Capricorn at 29. And I know that as an evolutionary astrologer, the nodes are so important in evolutionary astrology and mm -hmm. how they speak to the, the soul's journey in this lifetime. And so if you had to kind of wing it and say, okay, yeah, how would I interpret <laughs> transiting Pluto squaring transiting nodes? What would you think that means for us as a collective? And I can say if people find this kind of talk interesting, this is the stuff that I talk about on my channel all the time. So, um, I love Check getting out into this channel. And, yes. And I have to, to say, world. yes, thank you. I have to say, it's so funny that we, we both have uh, powerful aspects going on right now. My North node is at 29 degrees of Aries. And so uh, I'm having my nodal return during this, this, this intensity of energy. And it really is. So this is really profound. This energy that we're experiencing right now of Pluto squaring, transiting Pluto squaring the transiting nodes. And it was really, really profound, the energy and the activation that we received through this uh, with the new moon that we just had. 
when we had the, like the, the moon, the new moon was part of this. We had some grand cross action going on with this Pluto squaring the nodes. And it's just at the day that the nodes changed signs was during that new moon. So it was really potent energy because we had the nodes, of course, at zero degrees of Taurus and Scorpio, respectively, zero degrees of Taurus north node, uh, zero degrees of Scorpio south node. And then later that day, moving to 29 of Aries and Libra. And it's it's that this energy where we are uh, we are experiencing powerful rebirths in so many different areas of our lives. And it's not just Pluto squaring the nodes. It's all of the planets as they're passing through being activated by this energy as they're all transiting and moving through and having an aspect to this in some manner. It's just like this, this constant death and rebirthing process that we're going through right now. And it's really with that 29 degree, looking in that sign of Capricorn, it's very much this energy of the, the the institutions the belief systems the um the 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 habits the our goals our ambitions and everything that stood in the way right pluto represents the shadow pluto represents uh well so many things right but very much that shadow energy bringing up within us all of the self-defeating habits all of the self-defeating beliefs all of that shadow material the stuff that we haven't wanted to look at that's standing in the way of us be, being able to really step forth on the path of our dharma, right? And so it's kind of this this energy. Uh, the video that I did where I uh, recently where we were talking about this, I think it was called "From Karma to Dharma" because it's really about releasing, um, really clearing. And there's a lot of ancestral karma and ancestral energies that we're clearing with this right now. I mean, this energy goes deep. It's a collective clearing that we're experiencing where we're really, we're being asked to look at whatever's being shown to us as far as like, what is it in my particular reality? What is it that I'm holding on to that I haven't wanted to release? Because remember, Pluto is in retrograde right now, dipping back into Capricorn for what I believe is the final time before anchoring fully into Aquarius in 2024. All right, we'll so this a is like bit of a sorry to interrupt there. There's going to be a little bit of a dip in 2024 as well. But yeah, you're okay. in many ways you're right. We are wrapping up this larger trend. So we've mm. got this dance happening with Pluto end of Capricorn beginning of Aquarius and it's interesting because it's like this ongoing thing for a while, like two years of that on and off. It's mm -hmm. interesting yeah. how that it suggests that the transition really is going to be big, really oh, is yeah. significant. Like we're having mm -hmm. a hard time letting go of what yeah. was and Capricorn being such a traditional energy, right? It's mm -hmm. like a sign that's associated with your last name. It's a sign associated mm -hmm. <laughs> with your, your grandparents and so, it, you know, and, and being the good, dutiful, you know, uh, person, the son, the daughter. And so it's interesting how having that Pluto moving in and out and Pluto helping us to see those roles differently. Um, how do you understand that zero degree of Aquarius then that Pluto's well, stationing at again and again? So when, when you were speaking, what I was thinking of is that what Pluto moving into Aquarius is teaching us is that our true duty is not to be the person that falls in line, that goes with the status quo. It's to be our true and authentic self. 
and to bring that truth and that freshness and that um, that authenticity into everything that we do. And so that's what Aquarius energy teaches us, right? It teaches us how to speak our truth. The energy of speaking our truth is so big and so important right now. How to be our authentic self. It's like how to be of service to the world, right? Because Aquarius is a humanitarian sign. But understanding first and foremost that our greatest service that we can give to the world is to be ourselves, right? And the, the importance of knowing and honoring the self and knowing and honoring that beautiful spark of uniqueness in each other, right? And the diversity that makes this planet, this multiverse, so great, right? Um, Earth itself is this beautiful melting pot of energies where all of these beautiful, uh, pardon me uh, for those this uh, who this may be a little bit um, much for, but all of these beautiful extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial races get to come to this planet and inhabit these bodies and have this experience together where we learn from each other and we grow with each other. And uh, that experience and the way that we want to uh, best embody that, our natal chart, that's what's so great about astrology, right? because we come from the stars, right? We were birthed from the stars. We are of the stars. And so, of course, we look to the stars for guidance to help us to remember what it is that we came here to do, what it, how it is that we came here to grow. And uh, so it's this beautiful blueprint. And that's where, of course, we pull the energy of the degrees back in again, because they're giving us, they're really giving us those clues that help us to better understand and more deeply understand that. So it's like that energy is we're beginning this whole new cycle of energy of really stepping into our authenticity, stepping into our divinity and embodying that and honoring that in each other. And uh, really then understanding how we can come together from that place of truth and that place of integrity and begin to rebuild, right? Uh, these systems, like really Capra, uh, Pluto and Capricorn is helping us to understand and really come to grips with what's not working. So that with Pluto and Aquarius, we can then begin to look at, okay, so what will, what is, where do we go from here? And it's just, it's a really beautiful, exciting energy. And as Pluto is squaring the nodes right now, it's really asking us to come to that understanding within ourselves of like, who am I? What truly lights me up? Right? What, what matters to me? What do I feel? What do I think? Who am I? What makes me unique? And how can I allow that energy to shine? And how can I let go of everything within me that keeps, that holds me back from being able to express that? The fears, the phobias, the self-imposed limitations. And um, like we said, macrocosm, microcosm. So as we're examining this in our own lives, on a collective level, we're examining this as well. It's really, really exciting stuff. And it's interesting because as you were talking, I made this sort of personal connection in my mind. And that was, you know, as soon as Pluto went into Aquarius, this fear of AI felt like it took over the world, right? It feels just a smidge calmer right now, but it started to just kind of take over the world. And it's so fascinating to me that this is happening in tandem with an energy that you describe as having to do with identifying what makes us unique. And it's almost as if one of our larger lessons is not just what makes us unique as individuals, but how are we not machines? If the machines are going to take over, if the robots are going to take over, then what's left? 
If human is left, what is that exactly? What does that Mm. consist of? What is it that we are going to be that machines cannot be? It's really fascinating to consider. Uh, One of my dear friends is actually a professor of AI uh, at a university in England. And I went to graduate school with him and I saw him sort of develop this expertise in AI and he's been teaching it for so many years now. And he was, you know, he and I had some really interesting conversations recently around this very idea. And I remember at the beginning of the year, he was telling me about chat GPT, right? He was telling me about, hey, look, I put this in. I said, oh, I have a friend, Nadia, who's an astrologer and I want to do something special for her birthday. Tell me a story about this. And this whole essay emerged around that. And it was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And then it just felt like weeks later, everybody knew about this technology. Everybody was afraid of this technology in some way or another. Uh, And it's fascinating because Pluto is also those very deep fears that we have as well. But I remember asking my friend about, you know, what do you think that is going to happen or whatever? And he said he thought it was about reimagining work. Like that's what's likely to happen is we're going to reimagine if the robots can do so many things that human beings have had to do and they can take over like the more monotonous things, the more methodical things, what's left over? What work are we going to bring? What is it that we are going to do? The very nature of work is likely to change as well. And it's interesting how that connects to Pluto at 29 of Capricorn. Capricorn has to do with our careers, right? It has to do with our Mm -hmm. contribution. So it's interesting how that connection is made with what you were just talking about. Mm, That's really interesting. There's, there's so much within what you just said. And uh, I think it's uh, technology can be a beautiful thing when it's used benevolently. And uh, it can be a very scary thing when it's not. And the only thing that I, uh, one thing that I will say, and I'll just drop this here. And if anyone is intrigued to learn more about this, uh, you can check out my channel. But uh, I think the real worry there is not about the robots taking over. It's about those factions within our world who are seeking to make the humans the robots. And I'm going to, I'm just going to drop that there and leave that there because that's a whole different story. Um, that's a whole different rabbit hole to go down there. But that's what the real worry is with artificial intelligence. Uh, now, as we're moving just towards technology in general, I will say that I've said for quite some time exactly what you just said, which is there are so many tasks in this world that are menial that we don't need human beings to perform anymore. We're in a true, in a true uh, utopia, if you would, um, in a true... Um, and in a more evolved society, perhaps we would have those tasks. Yeah, you know, done by by robots, whatever whatever you'll say. So that we could all be creating because humans are meant to create. We are these beautiful organic uh, creations who are here to continue creating. And so each of us has a passion. We have something that we're good at. We have something that we love, and that's what we were put on this planet to do. Right. And but the unfortunately, the systems and the systems of control that created the systems. Right. This is all Capricorn, 29 degree of Capricorn stuff with that have created these these systems that force us to do to kind of like run on a hamster wheel, just trying to provide the basic necessities of survival. 
So we don't have time to have these greater conversations. And we also, a lot of people don't have, have the time or the energy to really think about what do I love? What do I enjoy? What lights me up? Like those of us who were able to connect with that and follow that spark, we're the mavericks, right? We're creating that new template for like what life and experience on this planet can look like, right? Because we can create that reality, but it's uh, the reality or the illusion of reality that we're all caught up in kind of uh, reflects to us the opposite, right? It, it teaches us that we, are, we, are, we have no control. We're not able to do that. We have to just fall in line. You know, like life is not about creativity. It's not about all these things that like those of us who have not been afraid to kind of like delve into that anyway, have, you know, and it's the way that our world is structured. Oftentimes it does take a lot of hard work and tenacity uh, in order to, to be successful um, living our passion. You know, like I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, I think I remember your own story, Nadia, and how all the hard work that it took from like the tiny little studio apartment that you were in, all the hours that you worked, all the, you know, the energy that, and effort that you put in, uh, probably when a lot of other people looked at you and said, you should probably get a different job, you should probably do something else, it's probably isn't going to work out for you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, we're... And paving the way, like many of us, we've we've had to put in, we've had to really go that extra mile to really have that faith in ourselves. And eventually it will become easier, I think, as we are dissolving these old templates, as we are dissolving these old structures of control that want to keep us um, kind of like distracted and uh, unable to fulfill say our purpose right um it's like we're we're moving out of that energy and we're creating something new and something beautiful and that to me is what that zero degrees of aquarius energy is all about and it may be through technology right it may it may also be through just simple spiritual evolution where we continue to refine the technology of our minds and our energy and realize that um, all of this matter in front of us is actually um, just vibrating at different frequencies and can be manipulated simply through pure intention when you get to a certain frequency and vibration. Uh, how that evolution is going to look like, whether it's going to be a blend of all those things, remains to be seen. But I think it's going to be um, really interesting and really fun as we continue moving through this journey to see what we create, right? Because we're creating all the time. We're liberating ourselves from an old creation that was sort of thrust upon us that we were sort of brainwashed into believing was the truth and um, realizing that we can create anything we want when we put our focus and our energy and our intention where we want to put it. And so uh, it's just the beginning, I think, as more and more people begin to understand this, that we begin creating some really fun things. And we don't want to be afraid of anything simply because we don't understand it. We want to grow to understand it. We want to look into it. We want to feel into it, to uh, really feel with our hearts, with our resonance, and um, allow ourselves to, to make those, those, um, those choices and those, um, I don't know if choices is the right word here, but I think people understand what I'm saying, right? We don't, we don't want to be afraid for the sake just because we don't understand, right? Most people are afraid of what they don't understand, of the unknown. We're learning, and here we go as we're moving now, moving into that North Node is in Aries energy. We can bring that energy into this as well. 
right? Uh, we're learning how not to be afraid of the unknown, how to embrace the unknown and to have that courage to really step into that energy and to, uh, to really take that path less traveled and to know that we have within us everything that we need, uh, all our wits uh, in order to navigate that. Once again, everybody, you can see why I love Cassia so much. She is so uh, passionate and insightful and charismatic. Uh, and I'm so glad that she is coming back to Synchronicity University as part of the September 2023 speaker series. And you've got just a limited time left to choose your tuition rate as well as just $5 a class to learn from Cassia and other brilliant astrologers as well. Come learn all about critical degrees, that much more. You just got a little taste of it. She's going to be diving in deep with it. Cassia, thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. It's such an honor to be here with you, Nadia, to be here with everybody who is watching. I love, honor, and respect you so very deeply from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my soul. And it's just, it's always an honor and a privilege to be able to connect with your energy and uh, to be able to connect with everybody, everybody that um, views these videos and everybody who takes the class. So I definitely invite anyone who's intrigued, anyone who I know is lit up a little bit by this conversation to go ahead and check out the class. Uh, it's we have that opportunity and we will have that opportunity to get way more in depth with this stuff. Uh, there'll be uh, questions and answers and we can really uh, just have a lot of fun with that. And I know that exactly who's meant to be there will be there as always happens. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with uh, some of you more closely during, during the class. So thank you so, so, so much. So beautiful to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Cassia. And thank you, everybody out there for watching. Until we connect again, take care. Bye.